welcome to the Dogs and Deadlifts Building Better Dogs and People podcast. Join your host, Daniel Rose, as we discuss everything canine and human strength and conditioning. We talk to experts, hear from people in the know, and just talk the latest on strength and conditioning for both people and their pups. We are about building better dogs and people. So welcome back to the Dogs and Deadlifts podcast. Today we have uh, Chris Forrest. Welcome to the Dogs and Deadlifts po- podcast, Chris. Hey, mate. Thanks for having me. Fantastic, mate. Look, once again, I appreciate uh, you uh, having some time throughout the day to have a bit of a chat. Um, really appreciate it. I know that you've uh, got a bit of busy schedule at the moment. So before we get into it, for, yeah. our, <laughs> for our listeners, mate, um, let's talk dogs. Let's... Uh, I know that you adopted a dog about a year ago and reached out and we had a bit of a chat. Let's, uh, let's tell our listeners about your dog. Yeah. So yeah, but pretty much exactly a year ago, I got the memories on my phone popping up where a German shepherd I had for 10 years through me being an alcoholic and just being a, probably just a shit human to be honest. And um, yeah, she passed away. We still didn't know what happened. We didn't want to find out what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I come home from the gym and she was passed away in the backyard. Yep. And we were like, nah, not having another dog. We've got two kids. That's enough. We don't need another one. Yep. And that, that whole week, our oldest, Theo, was just like, I want another dog. Mm-hmm. And we went to a, um, uh, the Orberidonga dog rescue. Mm-hmm. And... There was this one, someone put a picture up of it and said, you should check out this dog. <laughs> and it was, his name was Simon, which was just, that was just a cool name anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, and it, at first it was a, we were told it was a Husky cross Rottweiler, which is yep. a pretty interesting cross. Yep. Um, we went and met him and he was just super friendly and really obedient already. Mm-hmm. And it was, he was rescued because the two guys that owned him had a flat. And then the landlord told him that you can't have the dog in here. It's too big. Yep. So they had to give him up. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and he had a sister that went to a, to one of the foster carers and said that they're amazing and they keep hanging out with each other now when we go to the dog park. But yeah, yep. we took him on board last year mm-hmm. and that's when I started reaching out to you just to make sure. Yeah. Because I was getting into the Spartan running and stuff. I did not want to go out and run him straight away. Yeah. And I think and like, I remember the photo you sent through and a little bit about him. He was about nine, ten months of age or something like that, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And yeah. just full of energy and just a nutbag. Funny nutbag. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's, he's been amazing. He's been really good. Yeah, awesome. So um, let's, uh, you know, that's super, you know, like I said, we're, um, I'm glad that you reached out and have been watching, obviously, your progress. Um, let's also, you know, d- dive into a little bit about... Um, you personally as well. I know that you've just uh, recently opened up uh, Reform Fitness Hub um, down in Albury. And, uh, you know, let's have a, a, you know, before we sort of move forward into the, you know, the Spartan stuff and running with your dog, etc. let's uh, sort of dive into that if, if you like, you know, you know, yeah. <laughs> 
up to you, mate, on how far you want to go back, you know, uh, et cetera, you yeah. know, and what you want, you're happy to open up about. But, um, you know, I know that you're doing some great stuff. You and I have, you know, we're always popping up in the same educational sort of circles, yeah. you know. Um, oh, there's Chris. Hey, what are you doing here? You know, <laughs> yeah, you know? Just um, stalking each other on Facebook. I know, no, definitely, <laughs> definitely not deliberately, you know, but um, certainly <laughs> po po popping up uh, in very similar circles, uh, coaching, you know, online coaching, education, et cetera. So, mate, yeah, let's, um, you know, dial it back, um, you know, to, I suppose, as far as you want to go, but, you know, when you opened up the gym, the first gym with your part, business partner, et cetera. Yeah, okay. I'll go back. Hmm? Yeah, so when I first started, hmm. this has been my third business name yeah. in 10 years. So I started with cross border fitness and we were kind of like a crossfit type gym. We yep. started in Wodonga. It got really busy and I was helping out a soccer club and a soccer coach there owned a boxing gym in Albury and mm -hmm. I was with this cross border towns. Yep. And we both had this idea that we would merge together so we can sort of take the load off each other. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just too crazy. Yep. Turned out it was a really bad idea. It lasted <laughs> maybe three to four months. Just the boxing and the type of training I do just did not, work well together the two different atmospheres and stuff like that yep um there's a big story like there's it's been around town it's crazy how it all <laughs> broke down yep. but it ended up being that we had a really bad relationship in the end we I packed all my stuff up overnight and mm -hmm. got it out and started doing online coaching yep. um that was a month before i was getting married to cat who moved up to aubrey to marry me from Melbourne, <laughs> Melbourne crazy that's right who would do that <laughs> um yeah yeah 42 degrees is amazing um so yeah and then I, we i went online and started the cj rubric from there because mm -hmm. i got disenchanted a bit with the industry then because of how it all happened and i yep. burnt out yep. and i started working contract at another gym called lone dog where i was doing bits and pieces there just to stay in the industry but doing online coaching only which is where i started doing the the BioForce certified course, which we've been in together and a couple of others. Yep. Yep. I did that for a fair while because I ended up being the primary carrier to our kids. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward with the CJ Rubik doing that for, that was 2015 till maybe end of last year, 2019. Yeah. We sort of sat down and we were looking at it like online has its own challenges as sure. always, but yep. we had to make a decision on like kids going in daycare or me going back to work or whatever we had to do. Yep. So I said, stuff it, let's just go in and I'll do my semi-private training again, which is what I did before. Yep. And I started doing it out of the other gym, Lone Dog. Mm -hmm. And the, it blew up. So we started in August and we blew up from three to 60 by the end of the year yeah. in December. And then mm -hmm. we come back in the new year and we're still growing again. And then obviously COVID hit. Yep. And we got shut down here for, from like, I closed up on the 13th of March because I was just like everyone who knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody about when we were going to shut down. Yep. I shut down about a week before it happened because yep. I felt it coming and then stayed closed until we got allowed back open on the 22nd. But as we were, the news was coming out that we were going to open, mm. the restrictions weren't going to allow me to go back to rent space again sure. from Lone Dog because it just wasn't able to do room room wise so yep. a guy i was training um has been talking to me about being a business partner for a while he just wanted to be a silent business partner yeah and then another guy i was training had a an office building at the back of his work which is a double story office building which just hasn't been used for five years oh, so it was like as 
terrible as COVID has been for a lot of people, it worked out really well in our favour where we able to get good rent, open the gym, um, everyone come back pretty much. Like out of the 60-odd people we had, 45 come back afterwards, which is pretty rare around town. Everyone struggled around town to get their clients back, yep. especially big group stuff. So we're small groups, so it kind of yep. worked yep. for the semi-private. And then, yeah, we've been going since then. And now we come back with 45 in June and we're now up to, including the kids program we had, we're now yeah. up to over 100 yeah. members in our gym. Yep. And rolling and starting to organise for next year. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. it's been, we've been super lucky, like even the sense of like kidding out our gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, gym was closing down because they didn't get their <laughs> clients back after COVID. So we yeah. got a fully kitted out gym, all their gear into our space. I didn't get mm-hmm. that. Siri's talking yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I fully kitted out gym for like way less than what it was going to be and in quicker time because it's hard to get anything at the moment. So that's exactly right. I was going to say, you didn't pay, uh, you didn't pay like $500 for a 24 kilo kettlebell, did you? Yeah. <laughs> like we got prices for stuff and we were just like, no. Are you joking? <laughs> yeah, I know. Fuck off. <laughs> we're just starting and it's COVID. Like I'm not going to spend that much. It's crazy. I- no, no. Look, I agree. And, you know, look, I had that much stuff lying around. I, you know, at one point I was like, oh, should I or shouldn't I? No, I won't. I'll keep it because one day you'll need that extra kettlebell or that extra weight plate. Yeah. You know, um, I'm like, oh, I'll get rid of some of the, you know, I had, um, I had like 20 sets of uh, gymnastics rings and stuff like that, you know. Certainly don't need 20 sets of gymnastics rings, you know. So I offloaded some stuff, but at reasonable prices, of course, you know. Um, it was it was just crazy throughout uh, COVID. The, yeah. The way things um, skyrocketed in price. Um, like it was um, just before lockdown, hmm. perfect time. And we just spent, just because I wanted a treaty in the garage, a 40% incline one, which we'll talk yeah. about yep. for Spartan training. Yeah, yeah. We got that. There was a mate who was, working for Spartan had to move back to America. Mm-hmm. He wanted to sell all these stuff. We got that, a trailer, mm-hmm. a squat rack, all this stuff for super cheap yeah. just before lockdown, which we were able to use in the gym to set up. When we opened, we had next to nothing. We've kitted yeah. it out a fair bit since then, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. It's crazy yeah. time. Oh man, I, 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 you know, went before, obviously this was before COVID, but uh, when I opened up, uh, uh, you know, kettlebell athletic um, for mm. a little while there, um, you know, yeah, I had my personal kettlebells, um, you know, and we were running those. <laughs> then, then I, all of a sudden I managed to get a whole, you know, a, a CrossFit gym was closing down. So I got, I went from like, you know, a few kettlebells uh, and body weight stuff, um, some maces, etc., to, to so much gear. I didn't know what to do with. I think I counted yeah. at one particular time, 52 kettlebells huh. alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, why do I need? Why do I need 52 kettlebells? You know, um, obviously we're a kettlebell gym, but why do I need all these? You know, um, plus you know, plus weight place. You know what it's like. You know, where does it? Yeah. You know, uh, ten rowers. You know, why do I need ten rowers for you know this <laughs> my, my clients? You know, but anyway, <laughs> I went a bit crazy. Um, but that not awesome, mate. So it's good that um, you know. Obviously, there's been uh, some you know, some terrible stories around COVID, but uh, you've been able to uh, capitalize on that. So, uh, you know, and it has worked in your favor. So uh, that's, that's really great news. Um, so let's, uh, let's talk about, um, I suppose, personal fitness, um, you know, what you're doing now, where, where you've come from, obviously you're, you're coaching, which is fantastic. Um, but I think uh, once again, we've got similar sort of backgrounds in where we've been personally, um, you know, so 
you know, I, I, one of the main focuses about, you know, dogs and deadlifts podcasts is, you know, I am casual and I am, you know, we want to talk real shit, you know, we're not Instagram poses. We, you know, yeah, we might, I might be carrying a few extra kilos right now. You know, I don't get on Instagram. I don't take my shirt off, you know, um, bikini models aren't us, you know, no. <laughs> um, you know, no. So, you know, the conversations I, I want to have with uh, real coaches that I believe, you know, that have, have had their struggles in their, in their past and they're doing some great stuff now with people um, was one of the, obviously, the reasons that uh, I wanted to have a chat to you, you know, um, you, know yeah. authentic, you know, being authentic and, and letting people know that even coaches at times, you know, have their ups and downs throughout their life, you know. So, um, you know, yeah, look, um, like I said, let's, uh, let's, you know, dial it back again and, uh, you know, talk about where you've come from and where you sit now and I suppose that you know I'll, I'll fire some questions off about um, you know getting started for your, your you know your average sort of person etc but you know before we even get into that um, I suppose you've got the gym now um, let's talk about Spartan um, as well you know but yeah dollar back to, to uh, you know where you were you know um, let's just say you know a number of years ago personally um, mm. mentally physically that sort of stuff <laughs> All right, so I'll go back to before I become a PT, I was an alcoholic in a sense where we're back in the, say, like 2008 and that kind of stuff when it was when I got diagnosed. Um, there was like that binge drinking alcoholism where you hit the weekends and just went berserk and all that kind of stuff where um, it, it got to a point where it got so bad, I, I bought a house under the influence Bought the dog Indy, our German Shepherd. I bought her under the influence of the car. All these kinds of things where I was like, not drunk, but like either hungover or halfway in between or whatever, yeah. and just did things with not in a clear mind. And I ballooned up to a weight of like, so like 115, 120, yep. while trying to still play first grade soccer. I wasn't really quite playing first grade soccer. I was playing <laughs> second grade, but um, doing that kind of stuff while working in a steel shop, and then. It got to a point where I finally figured out I needed to do something and went and saw a psychologist and whatever. And it all come around where I started training to fuel my, um, my addictive personality that I had to mm -hmm. something else. Yeah. So I was still trying to manage the alcohol and training and everything at the same time and burning the candle at every single end I could find. Mm -hmm. And eventually we got to the point where we couldn't manage the alcohol anymore and I just went, just canned it all together. And so I stopped that. I really can't remember now because it's been a while, but it was before yeah. 2010. That's yeah. all I know that. So it's been over 10 years. Yeah. But um, I got my weight down doing like a really ridiculous training program when I stopped drinking where we I literally ate steamed veggies and tuna <laughs> for every meal. Yeah. And then there was a mate who got me into training and got me into the idea of liking going to the gym and stuff, but he smashed me. Yep. We just did the most stupidest stuff. And then I think I lost 30 kilos from like an end of a soccer season. So like September till yep. January in like a really short period of time. So I ended up looking like a bit like a lollipop because yep. my head's big anyway, but I just lost a lot of muscle mass. Yep. So I got down to like 70 something kilos Wow, yep. and then sort of built back up again over time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take much for me to put on weight, but putting on muscle took a while. For me to put on fat is really easy. Yep. But to put on muscle, it took a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I kept playing soccer in 2012 and then basically stopped and just went into the gym. And like we 
like Dan John's easy strength method and all that yep. kind of stuff. I just stuck with that. Didn't do yep. a lot of running outside of the gym anymore. A yep. um, little bit of like Metconi type of work. Mm-hmm. And did that until all the way up with opening the gym, cross-border fitness, and then merging with the boxing guy, putting on yep. weight because of the stress and the amount of hours I was doing. Yep. And then went did my wedding. I reckon I'm at my wedding, I was about 99. I was under 100 because every time I got over 100, I was like, oh, I've got to die. And I get under 100, I'm like, I'm fine. That's right. Just that, again. that time, got to hit that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was on the trip down like for years, mate, just to get under 100. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, after that, so it was like, we got married and then the next year we got pregnant mm-hmm. and then I was like, nah, I need to do something because I know everything's going to be different once the kids are here. Mm-hmm. So that's when I signed up for the first Spartan Ultra. So I did a few Spartans before that. Like I did like a, a city sprint and like a, just a nice few casual ones. And I was like, I need something to scare me into doing stuff that I normally wouldn't do, which is running. Yep. I'm not a natural runner. I'm not at 90, 90 kilos. It's not... Mm-hmm takes a while to get 90 kilos moving most of the time. Mm-hmm. But um, I started, I did, got someone to do my training, which was Cheryl from Lone Dog. She did yep. my running program then. Yeah. And I did, the strength work was basically just the Lone Dog training sessions at that time. Mm-hmm. So I was probably training, I was running three days a week and building up the distance, but basically the other two were just interval training. Yep. And then just doing um, strength work inside the Lone Dog's MPE sessions. Yep. And then... So I went to that first ultra at the end of 2016. Mm-hmm. So leading into that ultra, we, <laughs> we, we, um, cause we were due literally around that date. We were due two days after the ultra date yep. as smart as that is. So the ultra, <laughs> if anyone doesn't know, Spartan, is a 50 kilometer race. Mm-hmm. Usually they've got a 21 K beast and you've got to do that twice with a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. That year was only, um, 42 because they didn't have the extra bit yet. So they just called it an ultra. Yep. Um, and there was, there was like 60 or 70 something plus obstacles, keeping in mind that if you jump over a log, they call it an obstacle. And if you swing under a branch, they call it an obstacle. So yep. actual physical obstacles is probably like maybe 20, like mm-hmm. monkey bars and things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it went into that. So two weeks out from that, we thought Kat was going into labor. <laughs> she was like feeling really bad, like started getting like what we thought were contractions. I got everything packed, ready to go. Overshare moment turned out to be just gastro and <laughs> ended up going through me as well. So we got wiped out for gastro. I was wiped out for the week. So yep. two weeks out, I finished the weekend before the um, race was the following weekend. Mm-hmm. And I was going to pull out and then everyone that was going with us, like doing other distances, but we're going down. They're like, no, just do it. Like, if you don't finish, you don't finish. Just do it anyway. Yep. So I ended up doing it. And um I finished it and it was really, really good. Really, really hard. Like <laughs> it was exactly what I wanted mindset wise yep. going into becoming a dad. Yep. In the sense that it's so long. It took me 10 hours, 10 and a half hours to get the 50 Ks or 42 Ks done and yep. all the obstacles. Yep. And we started at 16 in the morning and I finished at whatever it is, 4.35, whatever it was. Yep. Um, and just the mindset around the race where you fail, go do burpees, get up and just keep going again. Yep. And just keep getting the whole, keep pushing forward. And I was, the, I really enjoy the long ones because it's not so much about how intense or how fast you can get done. It's literally, mm-hmm. you still got to get under the time cap. 
But you literally, as long as you keep moving, that's the most important thing. As soon as you stop, you're pretty much, you're done. Because you just keep stopping over and over. Mm -hmm. So the mindset of trying to keep moving and stuff was, I was just kept running through my head as, because we were going to become parents. And I wasn't sure what I was going to be like as a parent. So I was like, no matter what happens, whatever shit I do wrong as a parent, just keep pushing forward. So I was using that as my tool as like a, if I can do this, Ultra parenting's easy. How stupid was that? That is, <laughs> I was so wrong. <laughs> yeah, she's right, mate. <laughs> Ten hours versus twenty-one years, totally the same. I know, right? <laughs> um, hey, it got you through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then so it was like, so did there come kind of like a mantra in my head when I was doing that was, and which I kept using ever since then was like. Um, one rep, one step, one obstacle, one hill at a time kind of the thing. Just keep mm-hmm. ticking forward and keep moving forward. Yep. Um, but yeah, that was my first big adventure in the Spartan. And that's, that got me hooked after that. I've been basically doing all the local ones, local to Aubrey, yep. Melbourne and Sydney, getting yep. them in no matter what. And mm-hmm. this year was going to be the first year I was going to do the full season and travel around. Mm-hmm. And then COVID stuffed everything up after that. Yep. But... I signed up. I missed a year, so I did that, and then we had Theo. So I just read. We just rolled along with being parents, and I was still running every now and then, but not running as much as I was. Mm-hmm. I'd still go out for a run just to get a breather, and I'd usually take Theo for a run with me, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then we were having. Just trying to get my timing right. Yeah, so we we got pregnant again. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Boy, this is a perfect opportunity to do it all over again. Let's sign up for another <laughs> ultra." So I did it again. And this time I wanted to do the programming myself and do it in a different way. Cause the hill that you do the ultra in the mystic at bright is so steep. Yep. It just feels like you're basically lunging for 10 hours because sure. you're just going straight up a hill and it just is so hard. The amount of running, obviously there's way fewer guys that I do that just run up the hill. So they run plenty, but yep. my running it would have been maybe a third of the race was running. Mm-hmm. It's all just on the flat, which is just when you do obstacle play and you pretty much go back up the hill again. There's yep. obstacles on the way up the hill, but they're all the carry ones. So yep. it's all leg driven anyway. Yep. So it's about from the bottom of the hill to the top, it's 800 meters, but it does it in like it can take when you're fresh, it can take an hour to get that distance. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's just so steep. Yep. Um, 900 meters long, 800 meters in elevation. Sorry. Yeah. 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 And then. Yeah, so I did the training. I did, I did a ton of leg work. And I signed up for a program called, um, have you ever heard of the Mountain Tactical Institute? Oh, I may have seen it pop up, but I haven't done much research, if, I, if I'm honest, mate. Yeah, the name, the guy the name, broke away from CrossFit. Yeah, the name yeah. rings a bell, but uh, I, I don't believe that I've actually spent time sort of diving into what, uh, what yeah. they are. It's kind of cool because I like CrossFit, even... Mm-hmm. I've got bad shoulders from an injury, so I can't do much of it. Yep. But this was like like lots of mountain running and lots of lunges and lots of things that are really simple to do, but it sort of mixes together. And it feels like you're doing CrossFit, but you're yep. not really. <laughs> but um, So I, I really loved it, but it backfired hard. I DNF'd. Yep. I did not have the running in my legs. Yeah, right. So I hit the race. And I didn't do enough obstacle play either. I just did a lot of legs and just thinking, oh, my grip will get me through. Yep. Um, I end up, 
I timed out at exactly the same distance. So this year, like this was two years, two years ago, two races ago, so 2018. Yep. They pushed it to 50 kilometers. So it was an extra 8Ks. Yep. When they pulled me off the course, I was at 42 kilometers and it was 10 and a half hours again. So exactly yep. the same. Is where you completed so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I burpeed out hard, so much so that I couldn't actually physically do another burpee. So I ended up having to change and do the the squat jumps that you see people do when they can't do burpees. Yep. yep. Overheated and passed out under a tree. Yeah. Um, some like if you in the ultra, mm. if you get assistance from people, you're disqualified straight away. Yeah, right. So they hand you a water, you're disqualified, but they can sit there and shake water over their head onto you and not get this you don't get disqualified yeah, yeah, so yeah. i was lying there and people would just pretend to shake water on me <laughs> it was the weirdest thing because it was so busy there would have been it was down the bottom where i passed out mm. and there was had to have been a thousand people cruising around just watching me lying under a tree yeah. in the middle of the course um passed out and people were trying to wake me up with water without mm. touching me um because if yeah as soon as you get assistance you're done so yep. Everyone was like, don't touch him. Let's see if he wakes up. And it was, I was like, <laughs> we thought about it afterwards. We're like, that was a really dumb idea. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're all right. <laughs> if you wake yeah. up, you're good. I just can't think that well anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I've tried to go further into the race. And then, yeah, I got to the top and they said, you got, I think they said, you got like an hour to get down past the cutoff to get through. Mm-hmm. And I knew I, did, I wasn't going to make it down because my knees were shot. So running back, running slash, slash, shuffling, slash, falling down the hill. Yep. Um, I knew I wasn't going to get there soon. They pulled me off and that was that. And then I cracked. There's like two ways you can go at the end of that ultra. A lot of people, like it was probably the hardest ultra Australia had, but a lot of people are saying the one that did say on the weekend was probably even harder, but it was so hard that it moved the, the obstacles and everything was way harder than the one I did previously. Yeah, right. So a lot of people complained because the, the finish rate was only like a hundred and some people out of 500, maybe not even that. Yeah, right. It was a really low finish rate. So yeah, it went really two ways. It was a big changes. People left Spartan forever and never come back. Yeah, right. Like I remember seeing posts about they say this is ridiculous. No one's meant to achieve this, which is what it's meant to be. It's yeah. meant to be the, a very big challenge. Oh, and other people just went, nah, we're going into training." Just so read, yeah. Just read some of their their you know their books and uh, you know their blog posts. You know yeah. about you know why stuff Barton was created. You know, like hello, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's meant to be an obstacle, <laughs> the biggest obstacle. So yeah. if you don't finish, that's just another obstacle that you go. Like, learn to get past but yep. yeah i even had training partners were like nah i'm done yep. they, they quit and yep. so i i went on and ended up signing up with um yancy camp mm-hmm. which is he's an obstacle coach in america yep and he's just a guru with building doing like this compromised running thing where all spartan is is compromised running you mm-hmm. run as hard as you can do an obstacle, get your heart rate super high, and then learn how to run back into your pattern again while your your heart rate's trying to balance back out. Yeah, yeah. So we I signed up with him. I went on a search. It was probably like that week afterwards. I was so angry. Mm-hmm. I signed up for the ultra for the following year. Yep. And just searched for I need someone to train me. I don't didn't want to think about it. Yep. So I was like, someone else train me. I'll just do what he tells me. Yep. Um. And yeah, signed up with him after about two weeks mm-hmm. and started training again. That was the end of November. And then Ruby was born. Well, sorry, I started training again in December and then Ruby was born on the 18th of Jan. She ran over. So yep. yeah, and then 
basically did Yancey camp training all the way through 2019. Yeah, 2019. Let's make yep. dates, all right? Yep. Did his training all the way through. I lost a ton of weight, so mm-hmm. I went on a bit of a diet just to make it a little bit easier. I think I did the 18 ultra at 98 kilos. Yep. And then I got down to 88 for the beast in May. So yeah. this is doing Yancey all the way to then. Mm-hmm. And I had my, I did the 21K there and had my highest finish in a race ever. I come 13th in my age group, mm-hmm. which is, and the cool thing about Spartan and stuff is you'll see people with the, had Yancey camp shirts on. And yeah, I was yeah. recognizing people from the Facebook group as we were doing the race. So we were pacing each other as we were going. Yeah, awesome. But yeah, that was my highest finish then. And we just, yeah, we continued doing the, the training up into the ultra mm-hmm. last year, which we can talk about in a sec. And then yeah. we finished it in like, how long are we finishing in? Just over nine hours. We finished yeah. the fifty Ks last year. Yep. And the training we did just we finished and we could get going. Mm-hmm. Like admittedly, they took a lot of the few of the tougher obstacles away because so many people complained. Yep. And it was very fast. Like the the, the ones you won maybe did it in six hours something. Wow. So which is super quick for an ultra. Mm-hmm. But the guy who was my pretty much training partner, me, we both he basically went through he went through burpee free, but I missed a spear. And immediately after that was the rope climb. And I oh. had to do the 30 burpees and try and climb the rope. Yeah. I just fell off and yeah. I had to do 30 burpees again. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to run after him. He, I said, just keep going. I'll try and catch you on the mountain. But if not, don't wait because you'll get the cutoff. Yep. We were well ahead, but I didn't want him to get stuffed up. Yeah. So I had to try and chase him down up the hill, mm-hmm. which we did. We caught back up and we finished at the same time. But um, yeah, we can talk about leading up to that because that was... The fittest I've been was last year in the program I did through there. Yep. And especially leading up to the actual race day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, so that's, you know, we'll have it, we'll definitely have a chat about that. But also, you know, I want to touch on, you know, for those people that, um, you know, as you mentioned, you know, uh, Spartan is about running, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, let's, yeah. let's just go, Hey, it's, it's about running with a, f- with a few obstacles tr- thrown in, you know? So, you know, for those people that, um, you know, um, want to do a little bit of research, um, or, you know, how do they, how do they get started? Obviously there's some, there's some shorter, um, you know, some shorter, um, programs, um, with, within yeah. the Spartan, um, and what, what are the different categories? And then we'll talk about your, um, uh, you know, your, your program leading up to that and, and where, you know, people can get started, that sort of stuff, if that's cool, mate. Yeah. Yeah. So Spartan has, in Australia, Spartan has four distances. Yep. They've also got these two other hurricane things, which is more about mindset, not so much about racing. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the four distances are now, they've just standardized them across the world. So they start with a five, which is a sprint. Yep. And that's sort of like the, the catch the 5K thing. That's what they're hitting there. Yep. Where you can pretty much jump in and do it without much training at all because you can take all day to get the race done so a lot of people jump in and do that without hardly any training and just get the bug because people as weird as it is people love just getting dirty getting messy doing those hard physical things for like a day and Mm -hmm. then they just get the bug to train for that so it gets better yep but um generally for like that sprint you can generally probably get ready for that in maybe four weeks yep. with just like a focused block of group work yep. once you get your group work right right the running part will probably you'll do the running training as well mm-hmm. but you'll be able to survive not so much thrive the race but you'll be able to survive through it yeah and, and, and then have, they, have fun yeah and it's just enjoyable when you do the open wave and just have fun with friends like 
usually when I do the combo days and trifecta days, yep. I always just do the open times for the, the sprint and just yep. run around with a big group and we just pretty much just push each other over in the dirt and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> um, yep. yeah. From, from so 5Ks then to what do we jump up to? So then it jumps up to the 10K. Yep. And so Spartan pretty much tries to do double jumps the whole way up. So okay. the 10K is the super. Mm-hmm. So you get more obstacles. The sprint has, say, like, I think it's 20 obstacles. And then the super goes to 30. Yep. And usually that's where they add in the more difficult obstacles. Mm-hmm. Where things like Twister, which is like a rotating long ways monkey bar. Yep. So you've got to traverse down long ways. Um, and a couple of other things which aren't put in the sprint because it will be they've, t- they've played around with putting them in the sprint and it's just turned people off because they're too challenging. Sure. But when people are pushing for the super, you're pretty much at that stage where you've got to start training because it's a 10k run anyway. Yep. So you want to train for that, otherwise you're going to be incredibly sore mm-hmm. or just won't have a good day out. You could potentially be out there for a very long time. Yep. Um, and yeah, the obstacles are just a little bit more challenging to challenge the competitor more. Yep. So they start, it, it's very well set up in the sense where it just sort of progresses you on and challenges and wants to take the next step, which yep. after the 10 takes you mm-hmm. to the beast, which is mm-hmm. the 21. Yep. So half marathon distance. Generally the 5K will take you 30 minutes to maybe two hours, depending on how fit you are. Yep. 10K will take you, for the elites at least, will take 40 minutes, 45 minutes yeah, to yeah. Yep. like an hour and a half two hours as well, maybe three hours, depending on how fit you are. Yep. But yeah, the, the 21K hours, hour and a half, two, three hours. Yep. Um, I can't remember what the time I did it in last year in May, yep. but I think it was close to that three hour mark, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit over. Yep. Um, well, you know, I can't really remember. Yep. But that's usually 40 obstacles. Mm-hmm. So you're not 10 obstacles. Yep. And then they... That's when basically every single Spartan obstacle they, that they have running on the roster at the moment because they change them around mm-hmm. is in that course. Yeah. And it's usually very hilly. Usually they add the red the hills in where they start making it run more paddock bashing, trail running, like the mountain bike trails and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yep. And then it bumps up to the, to the ultra, the yep. 50k. Yep. And would you, uh, you know, obviously not everyone signs up for the ultra for their first time, hey? <laughs> you know? no, no. Just the, no. Just the crazies. <laughs> It's kind of, it's like a lot of people we have from locally in the gyms that I've worked at and the gym I'm in now, mm-hmm. we're going to have um, a group just doing the sprint as a yep. big group. Yep. And just, that's the easiest one. You can do training like a, like if you do it in a group setting, you can do it like an eight week build to it and you'll have a really good time. Yep. And um, and then if you people want the challenge themselves, mm-hmm. They, then they start bumping up to the tens and that. But the, the group runs, I reckon, are really good for the 5K because you can stay together. Yep. Yep. Timing doesn't matter because you just want to be out there for a good time anyway. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, you and I have briefly uh, touched on it, um, but, um, you know, via Facebook, et cetera. But um, I personally would love to uh, coordinate a, um, uh, you know, an, an obstacle um, with you, with the dogs for sure. Yeah. You know? um, look, there, yeah. are, there are some people dabbling um, around Australia, but nothing sort of on the scale that, you know, that obviously Spartan is. But, um, mm. you know, um, there are, yeah. And in, in Europe, they're, uh, they're getting great numbers. Numbers, you know so uh for you know obstacle courses with dogs and it's it's yeah it's really really great to see so i would love over the winter um this coming you know 21 20 you know 20 yeah coming to 21 um 
to uh, yeah, get my my uh, my years mixed up, but let's get rid of twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no one's that. Anyway. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, love to hook up some sort of uh, you know obstacle um, uh, course for sure with uh, with yeah. the, the dogs. You know, so um, you know, watch this space. Maybe you know, um, over the next uh, twelve months, put something together. It'd be pretty, it'd be mm. such a good idea because nearly everyone. Had- that I know of, they do mm. the longer distances and stuff, all yeah. go running with their dogs. Yeah, for sure. And that um, would be awesome. Yeah, look, I agree. And, you know, to get muddy and to get, uh, you know, go river crossings yeah. and trails and stuff, the only problem is it's finding, a, you know, it's very hard to find a, a suitable location that will allow dogs. Uh, so pr- generally have to look at private. But anyway, uh, that's a, you know, that's a whole other conversation. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it would be so awesome. And uh, I look forward to, you know, trying to get something off the ground uh, over the next 12 months about that. Um, but, you know, so... For those people, you know, listening out there, obviously, um, you know, you'd recommend the, you know, the the 5k uh, starting point, obviously, uh, not jumping necessarily straight into the, um, you know, into the ultra, um, starting out nice and easy with, with a group. And, um, you know, you, like you said, you could allow sort of six to eight weeks build up and uh, complete that with a big smile on your face, not not necessarily up the front of the group, but, you know, um, being a huge smile um, and, you know, and come back for potentially more. Um, so that, yeah. that's awesome, you know, and um, a lot of people here listening to the podcast are like, you know, where do I get started? You know, and that would be obviously with COVID, depending on what happens next year, where the races are and stuff like that. But, you know, um, to set goals to achieve that first one um, is certainly, um, you know, what you need to do to look forward. Um, so let's uh, let's bounce back to your training program, mate, to where you are now. Obviously, with a bit of a, a shit, shit show this year in regards to, um, you know, events and things like that. Um, that was on the Gold Coast on the weekend, is that right? Um, Gold Coast? Yeah, they just ran it on the Gold Coast. Massive yep. FOMO. Yeah. getting all the pictures sent to me. I'm like, go away. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I was following along as well. Obviously, you know, um, can you even come to uh, the Gold Coast <laughs> with the borders? Nah. Oh, I don't know. Is Vicky open to you guys now? Because I'm, I'm a Victorian resident. Yeah, yeah. I know New I, South Wales, you need a permit. I think not quite yet, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> I think they will aiming to do it to maybe the, on the 1st of December, but oh, who knows? They change, yeah, chop so. and change all the time. Um, but yeah, let's, you know, obviously you're leading up to do, um, you know, the, your best season yet of, um, you know, which was 2020, but like I said, it was a bit of a shit show. So uh, did you, you program yourself? Where did you, you know, let's dial it back to once you finished last season and, and where you, where you, you know, where you sat down and go, all right, I'll, this is what I want to achieve this year. Like you said, to do the, to do the works, if you like, you know, yeah. um, you know, and uh, how you programmed and stuff like that. So I went, so I had like a bit of a break after the ultra, I just let the body recover. Then I went and jumped into a sprint with a mate around the MCG mm. in Melbourne, just for a funsy one. We drove down, we were just going to go drive three hours, do the 30, 30 minute race and then drive back home. Um, when did it and I just redlined the whole way. Like yep. it, I was roasted, still roasted from the big race. Yep. So I gave it another sort of week to two weeks and then went away and started doing my training again while I was on the holidays at Tartra through yep. the mountain bike trails there. Yep. So the trail running on mountain bike trails I love. Trail running on fire trails I can't stand. Yep. And trail and just running on the road just does my head in. So and for my body shape two what the hell just being 90 kilos mm-hmm. road running is horrendous so anyway did all that and started we're still doing the answer stuff and then we both me and the training partner were like okay we want, we want to do goals wise because we ticked the ultra off 
yep. let's try and push for podiums in our age group because I was the age group alone, but now we're in the same group. So we were like, let's push for the podium there. Mm-hmm. And I think we just didn't give ourselves enough break to yep. have like the recovery period after the race and then build back up again. Mm-hmm. We built for a long time to the ultra mm-hmm. up to the point where we we're doing like six hours Saturday sessions just to get that time on feet. Yep. And we didn't give enough time to let the body chill out and build back up again. So we mm-hmm. kind of went back into the high intensity stuff and went to the stadium sprint at uh, Marvel Stadium in Melbourne was the yep. first race of the year. Yep. And that wasn't too bad. I just didn't feel good, but it still finished. I can't remember where I finished. I think I finished seventh or eighth in the age group, which is still the highest finish I've had. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was a totally different animal. It was so, like, it was only 30 minutes, but I was ruined after that. I was yep. going to do, like, multi-lap and mm-hmm. run with others, but I just went home and went to bed. Yep. Um, but then we pushed forward and we had the, the 21-er in the 21K in Oberon, which was Spartan's first race closer to Bathurst. Yep. Um, it was pretty cool. It was a good venue. It was just, it was no accommodation. Everyone was like, all really spaced out but anyway we did the race and i did not build up enough volume yep so i burnt out a bit from the race and then trying to push hard going to the marble stadium sprint and kind of burnt out sort of when my theory my idea of when i burn out from training is when i just don't want to go for a run if i want to go for a run i feel really good um my training's kind of on point when i get to the point where i'm just hating on running i'm going to getting a bit too far into it yeah. so um i was still doing runs but i was only doing up to 10ks yeah. i should have bumped out to 21 so yeah. i did the 21 and then literally i would have been felt like k11 started cramping up the running form started breaking down so i had to sort of cliffy shuffle my way through the rest mm-hmm. i um still got over i think i come 13 so it wasn't Maybe something like that. It wasn't too bad. It was, um, but still, my body just wasn't there. Yep. And then, literally within that was like March fifth. So COVID started happening, and there was all the talk around it. Yep. And everyone was kind of nervous going into it anyway with the water dunks and stuff. Yep. And then, yeah, within like two weeks of that, everything got shut down. Yeah. So. Yep. I tried, like I tried to. I thought I'll just sign up to a running coach and just focus on running and do sure. like a really slow build. Yep. I just turned out like I can do a lot of running, but it's mixed in with strength work. I can I do really well with that because I just like doing strength stuff. Running is not a, yep. a massive passion. Yep. Spartan's a massive passion because there's stuff in it. So I will go for a four hour run if I can stop every six minutes and do some lunges and then <laughs> yeah. start running again. Yeah, yeah. But if I go for a four hour run by itself, I'll be like, I won't be doing that again ever. Yeah. Um, yep. But anyway, did that. Didn't really work out. His program was really good. I did a cycle of eight weeks yeah. with it. And we got this hill here that we use as our testing to climb it. That's yeah. how we're feeling um, in our climbing ability for Spartan races. Yep. And I smashed my PR on that. So it worked really well, but yep. I just didn't enjoy the process. Yep. And I think you would understand too, like with kids and running businesses and all that kind of shit, when you want to train, you want it to be fun because it's the only fun thing you're doing anyway. Yep. Sounds terrible. Kids are yeah. fun, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes um, we need parent. You know, if you can squeeze a bit of parent time away, you know, like a, you, yeah. you want it to be, you want to enjoy it, you know. And like, it's, it sounds weird, but I like 
they're my favorite workouts are the ones where it's like um, run zone three for two minutes, run zone four for one minute, get off and do some trap bar deadlifts and some pull ups, and then get back on the tread and go again. Yep. That kind of stuff I would do for ages. Yep. But yeah, anyway, I went back and forth, and then we opened the gym. So we opened mm-hmm. in 22nd of June. Yep. And I got stuck in that got to build the gym, got to build the gym, got to build the gym, get clients in. And I dropped back from training during the lockdown. I was training a lot. I was probably getting six, seven hours a week of training because there's nothing else to do. Yep. Um, And I went back to maybe one to two hours a week, if Mm -hmm. that. It was really poor. So I ended up burning out trying to build the gym as you do when you... Well, I was getting up with the, we had the border shut down. Yep. So we opened up and two weeks later, our border shut down. So I live in Victorian side. Yep. Our gym was in New South Wales side. Yep. It was too hard to come back in the middle of the day. So I was leaving at four in the morning, yep. going over and setting up the gym for the 5.30 start. And yep. I wasn't getting home until 7.30 at night. Yep. So that was five, six days a week. Yep. And trying to fit training in, like I could have done it while I was there at the gym, but when you're in that build phase, you sort of get lost in like, I just got to get, just yeah. got to build. Yeah, get yeah, everything sure. set up. Yep. So, yeah, I ended up crashing and burning. Well, how long ago was that? Six weeks ago. Yep. I got really sick and I was just on the couch for about a week. Yep. Went back to work and tried doing the same amount of hours again. Yep. Got sick again the third week. For sure. Um, so then when I come back, I was like, what am I missing? And then the thing that I was missing was my training. Yep. Usually when I'm training, I can everything stays in a bit of a balance. Yep. Because I can feel when my training gets really poor, mm-hmm. I'm overworking elsewhere. So I balance it out. Yep. But I just wasn't training. So I wasn't really feeling what was coming. Yep. So I went back and started another now I'm on a structured plan till the end of this year into mm-hmm. I think it goes till Feb. Yep. So right now the way it's looking is like I'm doing like a strength day. Yep. Then a compromised running day. So that's yep. like Monday, Tuesday. Yep. Day off Wednesday. And then another strength day. So strength B, mm-hmm. which is all based around just getting better at climbing the hills and sure. getting more stability on the downhills. Cause yep. I can gain a lot of ground on downhills, but then I sort of burn out real quick. So yep. trying to make it sort of more stabilized. Yep. And then I'll do a hill, hill repeats or hill intervals on the Thursday. Yep. And then we do the long compromise run. We alternate between a long trail run and a compromise session, which is basically just a simulated obstacle race at the gym. Yeah, cool. Where we'd spend like an hour or two hours doing that just to get the feel and make sure everything's linking up really well. Yep. And been doing that since that little mini burnout I had and feeling really good. Like I actually feel better, way better now. Not as good, not as fit and as healthy as I was feeling in March when lockdown yep. was on because I was sleeping heaps. Yeah, it was perfect. No one was doing anything. That's right. <laughs> but um, now, yeah, feeling getting back into that stage where I was at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, probably just need to lose a few COVID pounds. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm mate, I, I'm I'm on board with that as well. You know, so <laughs> um, you know, I did a hundred k's um, ride the range here, so quite a lot of hills on the bike. And um, since that day, uh, my Achilles, my um, my knee is just blown up. So, so you know, I'm you know, and I have not been able to get sort of seventy, you know, seventy to eighty percent, and that that includes you know massages, acupuncture, you know, all the works, and I'm still you know suffering the uh, 
um, you know, the after of that. So I've, I'm in the same boat. However, I've started nice and easy, 30, 30 minutes on the bike, just nasal breathing, zone two, you know, and zone two runs for, you know, more than four or five yeah, days nice. as well, you know. So I'm going to spend uh, a bit of time and also, you know, getting my, my nutrition right as well, but just building that aerobic base. Um, big fan of, um, you know, nasal breathing and uh, not quite mafetone, yeah. not quite mafetone, but, you know, slightly a bit of a bit higher than mafetone, what, what he would recommend. Um, with that but um yeah. st still nice and uh you know nice low heart rate and, and building the base um when we hit you know got some goals to kick off next year but so your math so what's your heart rate when you're nasal breathing you reckon uh, nasal, what's the, well what's the highest yeah. you've got it into like if you're able to maintain it for like 15 One, minutes. 145 mate yeah Why was mm -hmm. i was i went and did a trail run yeah. at beachworth Yep. We, we, we walked in with the kids and I had to run back and get the car. Mm -hmm. uh, so I thought, I'll just nasal breathe because I did bring my heart. Well, I brought the, yeah, I did bring my heart. I measured it. Mm -hmm. I was 165 and I nasal breathed for 30 minutes. Awesome. Awesome. I was like, I would not be that now. I reckon it'd be like 120. Yeah, probably. yeah, for sure. <laughs> I reckon on average, yeah, for sure, mate. One, you know, has it popped up to 159, 160 at previous times, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I've had to, and that might be, um, let's just say on, so road running, that's around six minute 30 pace you know, or something per kilometer, yeah. something like that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just yeah, cruising, yeah. cruising. On, you know, I'm certainly not uh, doing four minute pace or anything like that. You know, so it's six minutes around between six and six minutes, 30 pace, you know, so one forty, one forty five, I can sustain for a little bit, um, mate, but we're going <laughs> to, uh, we're going to wrap up. Um, that's, if that's yeah, cool. Um, you know, I really wanted to say thank you. Thank you very much for, um, you know, give us, giving us an insight about you. Um, you know, the, where you've been, um, obviously, um, where you are now they're super excited for 2021 obviously you know um but uh, if anyone of the listeners wanted to reach out to you um where can they do it um and talk more about obstacle races and uh programming whether it be online or uh you know um probably not a lot of our listeners will be um local to you but um you know where can they find you mate yeah so where our website is reformfitnesshub.com we don't have a .au at the end yeah. Just .com. Yep. And then on Facebook, Reform Fitness Hub Aubrey, because we're hoping to open up in different locations. So we're sort of yeah. locking in the different yeah, suburbs yeah. and stuff we want to do. Yeah. And then Instagram, Reform Fitness Hub Aubrey, I think it is as well. But you can find us from the Facebook page to go to Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And then OCR stuff, we're actually going to, once the calendar drops for the Australian season, then we're mm -hmm. going to open up our online OCR program. We will be doing an in-house version of this program, but we're going to put it online too for people who can't come. Yep. And we're going to use the methods I've been taught from Yancey and then Alan Cosgrove and a few other coaches that I've had and Brack and Cracker um, and put that together into the program we're going to put forward for basically the couch to 5K sort of kind of stuff, the couch to sprint yep. and sprint to super. And then... Yep. Anything more than that, we're going to have the those mentors I have come in mm -hmm. and do the programming for. Yeah, awesome. So that's and going to come in 2021. And also that potential couch to uh, 5K can be um, done with your pooch as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if you're uh, if you're at home and you you know you're working from home and you're doing it online, so um, that's going to be uh, awesome. Yeah. All right, mate. So uh, once again, thank you very much for your time. I just want to. Um, give you a shout out again uh so that's reform fitness hub um if you've liked for the listeners if you've liked what you've heard today please feel free to uh like subscribe and share this uh episode and uh, i want to say once again thank you very much chris 
Thanks, Matt. Thanks, guys. Are you looking for the perfect gift for you or a friend that loves dogs and fitness? Dogs and Deadlifts has you covered with merchandise and giftware, including t-shirts, hoodies, cushion covers, mugs, plus much more. Head over to teespring.com forward slash dogs and deadlifts. That's T double E spring.com forward slash dogs and deadlifts. Or check out the link in the podcast notes.